It's funny you'd say that podcast. Yay! try to keep my cool during this episode. Welcome to episode 14 of It's Funny You'd Say That podcast. I am your host, Travis Daw. I felt aggravated today. Man, you want to talk about feeling triggered? I felt a little triggered today. You know, that Big white masculinity toxicness just flowing through my veins. Boy, did I feel triggered. Um, so, Andrew Yang, and this is not fucking political. Promise ya. My issue is with fucking anti-human people. Okay, Andrew Yang, there was a video that came out about him. And the second this video was talked about and shown, pissed. I got pissed because I'm sick of the fucking world we live in where everyone is taking everything and just using it against everyone as if we're not all humans with flaws. Okay, it's so ridiculous. In this video... Uh, Andrew Yang is asked by a guy, um, clearly the video is someone who just wanted a video and asked Andrew Yang for a video. And the guy, you know, has his buddy recording and this guy asks Andrew Yang, um, the first question was, do you leave your Tims on, you know, your Timberlands, uh, when you're fucking your bitch? And... Andrew Yang, you could tell if you have a fucking brain. He completely avoided the crass, like the whole crassness of the, if crassness is a fucking word, um, of the question. And he, he chose to answer it, you know, kind of diplomatically, I guess. Um, he said, well, it's up to the partner, you know, you know, if it's consensual, you know, and all that, which I felt was, you know, kind of what he did was he worked his crowd in a way. He gave an acceptable answer to the people watching. He gave an acceptable answer to the person asking the question because it's like when a kid asks you dumb stuff and you can, you, you know, you kind of ignore the stupid part of the question and you can just answer them. That's basically what happened here. Um... The uh, the guy asked that question. He gave that answer. And then the guy asked him while they're like kind of having a laugh or whatever. Um, he asked him, uh, do you choke bitches? And at that point, Andrew Yang clearly thrown off 
because he's not expecting this type of fucking question. Um, has like a very nervous over the top laugh and then clearly shows a, okay, we're done. Cut the, cut the camera. And, uh, you're gonna try to punish him for that. Hey man, he literally didn't do anything wrong. And then article after article by all these fucking people saying shit like, you know, Andrew Yang laughing at violent misogynist uh, comments and all this shit. First off, yes, it is misogynistic. And, um, but does it imply violence? Now, if you take it out of context, sure. If you take it out of context, that is someone saying, do you choke bitches? Meaning, do you just choke women? Because that is what you're implying. That number one, he's saying, he's asking Andrew Yang if Andrew Yang goes up and chokes women. And he's using, you know, a slur against women, um, you know, in bitches. And uh, he's so he's asking this question. Um, clearly, he's trying to be over the top and get a reaction and trying to, you know, he, he's making a YouTube fucking video. And uh, in my opinion, it is out of line because you're asking someone who's, you know, trying to be a mayor or whatever that this fucking question, it's really inappropriate. Um, and I, in the articles I was reading, it was saying how like, this isn't just locker room talk. This is violence and everything. Okay. Okay. Listen in context, you don't like how crass the guy's being, but he asked a question. You don't like the question. It's an inappropriate question for him. We all get that point. But he asked a question that basically was saying, do you choke women when you have sex with them? Now, I don't know what kind of fucking adult you are, but we're not children. <laughs> okay? There are women who like that. I have been with women who like that. You can't fucking draw the line for these women who like that. Because by implying that this is just pure violence... Uh, in this question and you like you're implying that something is wrong with these women that's what you're doing you trying to defend women are actually putting women down now there are women who like shit like this you know it's it I don't know if it gives them power or what in the bedroom to allow a man to do that to them or a woman to do that to them uh, it just, it, it's what they like and what you're doing when you are criticizing this question. Um, if you're going to criticize it, you need to, you need to do it the right way. You can't come at the question as if it's a, a, all about violence. You can't play this game. Like the fucking, it's, it's so over the top nowadays that we're taking context away from everything and then you're trying to punish everyone just because you don't care for what they're doing or you don't like them or you just don't want to see them you're ruining lives by doing this do you not understand this 
you're taking the question out of context. You're taking the question, taking it away from the guy saying it who was being out of line in the first place. If you want to criticize someone, criticize the guy who asked the question. You know what? You're, this is what your critique should have been. Andrew Yang tried to handle an inappropriate question the best he could given the circumstance he was in. That is your fucking critique. Anything else, you're personally out of line because you are taking everything out of context. It's like you watched a different video where Andrew Yang did choke out a woman. What are you doing? <sighs> Listen. There are people in this world that wanted a voice and to not feel held down only to finally get one. And what do they do? They do exactly what they hated that other people did to them. They're now the ones creating a society built on fear. People can't even give an opinion without being worried about will this opinion affect me feeding my family or living because you disagree with it. It's becoming a fucking cancer. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you disagree with me, I'm not sure where to go with this because listen, this is what's happening. Okay. There were people, a lot of people, and it was not white men. Okay, now I'm a white man and you're sitting here saying, well, what the fuck do you know? And I don't know much. I just know now it's 2021. So I'm completely justified in saying this based off of what you guys talk about. I feel this. Do you understand that you now can't come at me for the fucking things I'm saying because you're disregarding the way I feel? And that is my fucking point. Okay. Okay. <sighs> What's happening in this world is a problem. There are people who legitimately should be, quote unquote, canceled. And I'm sick of that fucking term because it, it, it's just fucking misused like crazy. Okay. But there are people in this world who deserve the punishment for their actions. You know, it's, it is clear as day. You do something wrong. You have to deal with the consequences of that action. But now it's everyone who has flaws judging someone else's flaws and then acting like they have no flaws and that they're fucking perfect and this person is a fucking problem. And I don't know if it's all deflection and you want to stand on a soapbox and feel good about yourself, but you have your you had your chance to be a martyr. You had your chance to stand on your soapbox and actually do something good. Here's what I'm talking about. If your answer to someone that has done you wrong or has done someone else wrong, if your immediately answer or immediate answer when they are complaining about them feeling like now they're, you know, the ones feeling, you know, attacked. If your answer is, well, what do you think we had to go through? Or what do you think that group had to go through? Then you aren't looking for an answer that gives you equality. You're looking for an answer that gets you the revenge you're seeking. You're, 
it okay you need the other person to feel what you felt you it's like you won't feel satisfied um unless the other person you know felt the pain that you feel that isn't a way of finding equality or making things better you need to be clear about what you want. You're actually just looking for revenge. You have a feeling inside you that you're not okay with. And I'm not justifying the way anyone is treated poorly. It's not okay. But you have ways that you can react to this. Now, most people are reacting in a way of, I want you to feel what I felt. And that is revenge. That is not equality. That's revenge. Okay. Do you want to know what the proper answer in my opinion would be? Because everyone just wants their own groups around them. That is inequality. That's shackling those who disagree with you. You know, you cannot build a dialogue built on resentment. That's not how that works. The accurate answer would be... Instead of, well, what do you think we went through? It should be, hey, sit down for a second. Let me explain to you the things that we went through so you can understand why we feel the way we feel. And then maybe we can have a discussion on things you can do to help us, you know, help us, you know, not feel this way anymore. You getting revenge isn't going to make you even feel better later. I promise you that. You might have this sense of like, oh yeah, this feels good. But I hate to tell you this. Things still happen to you. Negative things, those things that you feel this resentment, you know, for still happen to you and you can't change that. And your only answer is to seek revenge on everyone. Even people that didn't directly hurt you. They might say something you disagree with. They might say something that's triggering. And they might, you know, just say something that just flat out hurts your feelings. Now, I have a three-year-old. Now, if I upset my three-year-old, his first instinct is to, like, hit, you know, scream, cry, you know, basically let out all these emotions uh, that he doesn't understand, you know, how to effectively show how he's feeling and that he might be hurt or angry or whatever. We're adults. We know how to handle this. We know that we shouldn't just act it. Okay. Now also let me be clear. Okay. It is reasonable to feel anger and resentment. These are all reasonable things. But it's the extent you take them. You're taking them to a point that you're trying to ruin someone else's life. How can you better your own life knowing that you couldn't let something go and you had to punish someone else? Other people will be punished in their own way. I just, it's, I don't know, it's confusing to me. That this is the route everyone is going nowadays. And this this cancer cult that we're all living with. It's, it's such a cancer. 
it's too much to deal with a lot of times. Now, there is horrific shit going on in this world, and this isn't even the biggest fucking problem we have, but it's my fucking issue I'm having right now, today, okay? It's something that I just kept thinking about, that we have to start like being together instead of everyone just tearing everyone apart. Everything. Like, everything gets torn apart. Um, I, oh. So, listen. Explain to me how you feel differently than everything I just said. When, as adults, you know, you, we always try to do better than our parents did for our kids. Because we know what hurt us as a kid. And we don't want our kids to feel that same thing. That hurt, that pain, whatever it is, you don't want your kids to feel that. So as a parent, you try to fix those things that you're, you know, every kid grows up, most of them, when they have kids, they always say, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Because I felt this specific way when I was a kid. And I don't want to make my kid feel this way. So explain to me why you can do that with your kid. Have that mentality with your kid. You got hurt, okay? You're trying to better the situation with your kid. Make sure that this kid does not feel that pain and does not carry that pain like you do. We'll do that with our kids, but you won't do that with society that you live in. Because here's the problem. Your kid's going to have to deal with the consequences of society. You're raising your kid in the revenge-filled world that we're all creating. What do you think happens? Because all this, you know, you're trying to better your kid while you're, it's like you're in a cage, okay? Or let's say a bubble. You're in a bubble. You and your child are in a bubble. You're saying positive things. There's bunnies running around. It's happy-go-lucky time, okay? Right outside this bubble is a fucking hell that you helped create through your actions, small or big, it doesn't matter. Everything we do shapes the world. Every single person's actions Hidden or not, we are all shaping the world that we fucking live in and we are bringing our kids up in. And you are putting your kid in this bubble that you think the kid is going to stay in. You think this bubble you created is how your kid is going to grow up. Here's the problem with that. Your kid is going to get that from you. But the second that kid steps out of that bubble... It's going to have the fucking hell we all created, okay? Now, there's going to be some good areas. There's going to be some bad areas. But this kid's going to feel all of it. You need to understand the world that you're helping build, you know, for everyone. You want to take away someone's fucking hopes, dreams, livelihood, fucking bank account, everything. You want to take all this shit away from them because of something you disagree with or how you feel. And it's frustrating. It's very, very frustrating to have to listen to this shit. And, you know, it's, it's really frustrating because there are times where I read some things and I'm like, Jesus, man, 
Like this person needs to be out of this line of work. This person needs to go to jail. This person did this, did that. You know, it, you know what's really frustrating? Everyone immediately just going against someone just because something came out. I think we need to have an open mind about things. And did this bad thing happen? It might have. We heard two sides. But for some reason, we only agree with the side that we want to agree with. Even if someone says something, maybe someone has DMs from someone. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and they post it and it looks horrible. And then the person they're trying to, you know, trash or, uh, you know, make look bad has the full DMs that make the other person look bad. And now that gets put out, but everyone just disregards it and goes back to the part that's only half correct. And then they just continue to fucking take apart someone who may or may not have deserved it. This is what happens with people nowadays. Unfor and do you know what the bigger issue here is? Is we're creating a world where you have people like me. Where I'm getting sick of the shit that I'm hearing. I'm getting sick of people going, uh-oh, canceled. Also, let's be clear on something. People on Twitter, you don't actually get to decide if someone's canceled. You understand that, right? Fans do that. There are people who get jobs taken away from them. There are people who get money taken away from them. But these people can eventually come back. Because if they have a fan base that's strong enough, they come back for it. Um, so it really what you're doing is you're pushing everyone like against your cause. If if you're not doing, and I'm not the person to say what's correct and what's not with a cause, you know, or or whatnot. I'm just saying that I'm seeing a reaction to things and it's slowly starting to build up and people are starting to, you know, you're starting to push people that were your supporters away. And it's because of cancel culture. And it's because you feel the need to take away people's livelihoods for something you don't agree with because you don't believe that people have flaws anymore. Do you remember a time when people were allowed to have flaws? Because I do. You're not allowed to make mistakes anymore. You're not allowed to grow as a person anymore. You have to be fucking perfect down to a T or you are fucking taken away. You're just done. Unless you match what these flawed people determine is perfect. I think it's overcompensation. I think people don't want to deal with their own flaws and they want to point out flaws in others. I have done this before myself. No one wants to fucking fix themselves anymore. They want other people to suffer for their own flaws. And so they go out of their way to drag people under the water and wait for the fucking bubbles to stop.
It is aggravating, guys. Anyway, so I was trying not to get angry because I felt very angry at work today thinking about all this shit. And, um, you know, that definitely wasn't my funnest rant for you. I feel better talking about it because I need to get it off my chest. You know what I mean? Um, so anyway, something else I thought of today is people dealing with certain emotions and depression and, you know, not feeling like they belong. I think it's important to people to hear others feel the same way they feel, even if it's negative. I think, I think people need to hear, you know, that someone else feels exactly the same way they do, whether it's through music or an interview or, you know, just someone having a conversation with you. That's why you usually complain to people because you know, they're going to feed off of it and you guys are going to go kind of go back and forth. You're going to get that energy. You're going to feel validated. Because one of the, like, a problem, like, say, with music is something I always got, uh, and I still get sometimes, and it's it's really aggravating. I listen to a lot of different stuff, but my favorite, overall, my favorite type of music is metal, and not 80s metal. I like, you know, metal, where they are screaming. Um, it's like visceral. I, it's like I need that. It actually calms me down. I know that seems strange, but it actually calms me down. But it also gets me going too. It gets me really jazzed up and I get really excited and I love it quite a bit. So the problem is you get these people who say things like, um, why do you listen to this negative music? Why do you listen to this angry music? Why do you listen to this dark music, this emo music, all of this stuff? And you don't realize that you are tearing a person apart when you say that. You think it's just this like, like, like we love this thing. Like this person loves this other thing. It means something to them. And you're disregarding that. You're just like, oh, this is shit. I don't like this at all. Okay. You don't have to like it. You don't have to like it. And we don't care. Let us enjoy what we enjoy. Because here's the thing. People need a sense of belonging. Or they start to feel alone. And then they don't like if they have this music, you know, per se, or shows or a video game that people like to mock also, or any of this stuff, everyone just mocks everything. Now, other people have these things. And it actually helps them deal with their issues. Now, there is a, a fine line where you can hear negative things from someone and it, 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 you know, you relate to it and that is, you know, you can, it can cause problems. That's not every situation or most situations. People really just want to feel like they're a part of something. They don't want to feel alone. People are not meant to be alone. 
I have fucking pushed away most people that have come into my life. I regret the shit out of that. It's it's silly because I feel like like I can't really explain it, but it's like myself is telling me that, hey man, that was really unfair to do to me. Like you did this to us. You pushed all these people away to the point now where you don't have that many people that you're close with. And sometimes my brain needs that. I need the alone time or whatever, but like, it's like, you know, it's just, it's shitty. Anyway, I'm getting kind of off, off the point here, but people want to feel like they belong. That's why you shouldn't come down or mock someone, you know, even if they're listening to, you know, pretty depressing, angry music in your opinion. For example, one of the bands I listen to, a metal band, they claim they're a Christian band. They don't actually talk about really angry shit most of the time. They talk about things that maybe they're going through. You know what I mean? And also maybe people just like hearing this shit. You know, I said before, it's validating. You want your feelings validated, yet you disregard everyone else's feelings because you don't agree with their validation. It's insane. This means something to them, and it may keep them from losing their sense of self and keep them from feeling alone. And it's, you know, it's just, it's just unfortunate because you can eventually get to a point you know, we, <coughs> excuse me, we don't mean to die. You know, we never mean to die. And what I mean by that is how we let ourselves like slowly inside ourselves go away. The things that make us great. Somehow we find a way to let those things go away. We don't mean to do that. We never mean to die, but that is where we end up sometimes. And people who, I just want you to picture it. It's, think about inside you, it's just like a big cave. And at one point, you're holding on and there are a bunch of vines that you could swing back and forth from. You can have the all the time, you know, the just so much fun in there. You know what I mean? And there's just a lake of water underneath you. Now you don't know underneath that water, there are a bunch of jagged rocks that could kill you in an instance. So instant. Uh, so as you get older, we don't mean to do this, but it's like that passion is each one of those vines. And as we get older, each occasionally snip, snip, cut, cut. There's a few vines that go away and it just so happens that water lowers. So the older you get, the more you get, you know, sidetracked by life, the more your passions go by the wayside. You can eventually end up not having anything to hold on to. You're holding on to one last fucking vine and you happen to look down, you realize I have nowhere else to go. There are nothing but jagged rocks beneath me. Now that feeling on the inside comes out on the outside. And you feel lost. You feel alone. 
you don't feel validated because no one will actually listen to you. But if you sat back and you had something like, say, a band, you could listen to that band and somehow that band will fill that cave a little bit at a time with water until you sit there on a vine and you see off in the distance, oh, wow, there's a couple vines coming through. Man, I feel optimistic. I feel like more vines might come my way. I feel like this water might get higher. I feel like this is going to be a good thing. Then maybe you find a TV show that you like. You grab onto that. Little do you know, you just grabbed onto another vine. Little do you know, you're feeling a little better that day. You have these things that you get to hold on to. And you don't let people fucking drag you down for it. Like what the fuck you like. Let it bring you the passion you feel. Let it bring you happiness. Because other people are going to try to find a way to make that fucking cave empty with no water in it until you are dangling close enough to fucking rocks that you are not who you are anymore because unfortunately they lost all their vines a long time ago and they're dangling above rocks and they're not happy unless they can look across from you, see another person feeling the same way they do and all they want to do is fucking make the world feel that. That is a hopeless world. We have to be better than that. I try, I have been trying so hard the last week to fix flaws that I have in myself. If I'm going to be candid here, and I wasn't going to be, but it's how I'm feeling right now, is my wife wanted to leave a week ago. And I was okay with it a week ago. Now, I love her so very much. I love my son so very much. But I got to a point where I was hanging by one vine, dangling above jagged rocks. And it's almost like I wanted her to feel the same way. So I wasn't as nice as I could have been. I would say things. I would make her feel shitty about things. Um, I would always use the excuse of um, I'm joking or you're taking me wrong. You know, disregarding the way she felt. <clears throat> now, her and I, when we would have um, discussions about things that are bothering us, throughout most of our relationship of uh, over eight years, we would stop at a certain point and that point that we would stop at, usually there was no resolution at all. Zero, zero resolution. We finally got through that point to a different point to where it's almost like there was this wall and we found a way to get through it. I don't know how we actually got through it, but we got through it and it allowed me to take a few steps back and realize how I was making this person that I claim I love so much, how I was making her feel so shitty. 
Like, how could I get her to the point where she's wanting to leave and I'm actually okay with it? How is that okay? It's a really unfortunate thing. You know, like one of the things I would do, like she had to stay home. She really had no choice in this. She had to stay home because we didn't know our son had autism. And none of the babysitters that we were trying to find um, could handle him. And it made us feel like he wasn't safe with people. It made us feel like he wasn't going to be, you know, like happy or, you know, just basically just safe. And that's what we wanted for our son. And so we came to the conclusion that my wife would quit her job because she was working full time and stay home with our son. Now, realistically, she had no choice because I made more money. And if you're looking at it logically, um, obviously the person making more money needs to be the one working. And I didn't see it. Now, listen, I am not into these generic gender roles. If my wife could find a job that she made as much as I do or more and one of us had to stay home, oh, you best believe I'm tagging out. I would love to stay home with my son. That would be the best feeling for me. Listen, there are days where uh, she goes and she does things and I'm with my son. And there have been days where it's just shitty. It is. You're a parent. You know this. Not every day with a toddler is going to be the best day ever. And, um, like, I want to feel the love I know she gets. Now, I know my son loves me. He shows me all the time through his words and actions. Uh, mainly actions because he doesn't actually say I love you that often. Um, but he shows me. Or he'll give me a hug or whatever. And like, that's the thing with kids that I think is fantastic. They don't have to say, I love you for you to know that they love you. They do it with their presence, with their facial expressions, their eyes, um, their warmth that they give you. I know it seems frustrating being a parent, and it is a lot of times. But, and this is so you know, just a generic statement, such a cliche. Uh, my son has made me feel more than I've ever felt in my entire life. He, um, he's the fucking greatest thing ever. And I was actually allowing myself to only focus on him and let my relationship with my wife slide on by. And it's almost like I had this, you know, like feeling of it's, it's not going to go away. She's here forever. Little do you know that eventually people might not fucking be there in your life. And I made a decision the, uh, that fucking next day, I think. I think it was the next day because that night even, I, I still wasn't fully thinking about it. Um, but the next day I was sitting there thinking about it and I'm like, well, let's see. She has anxiety when I get home from work if the apartment's messy because I've made so many comments like you've been home all day and you couldn't just pick up before I got home. I'm exhausted. I worked eight to 12 hours. You know what I mean? Um, now, you might hear me say that and be like, well, shit. Yeah, you fucking worked a lot. You know, you're paying the bills. You're doing this. You're doing that. The apartment should be clean. 
<clears throat> what you're not taking, what I wasn't taking in to consideration is she has my son all day. They have to go to appointments at times. She has an at-home business. You know, she's not being lazy. It just didn't happen when my head was telling me it should have happened. You know, and it's completely unfucking fair for me to treat her that way. And it took a real conversation with her past the brick wall for me to, to, to just come down from wherever I was fucking at and be like, hey, man, not all these issues are caused from you, but most of them are. Like, you're treating the person you love the most like shit. You're treating them like, like they don't matter as much as you claim they do. Because, you know, there's a lot of times where we're texting, you know, when I'm at work and it's like, oh, my God, I love you. I miss you. How's your day? How's Alistair? Oh, that's such a cute picture. Oh, I can't wait to see you. And then we fight right when I get home. And it's like the vibe I bring in. You know what I mean? It's like the vibe I brought home with me. And it's completely unfair. So I have been working on all of this all week. I have been... If I, I came home last night and she was asleep in my son's bed um, and like the, the living room was a mess and the kitchen was a mess. And my first thought was, was to go back, you know, to the original thing of, well, so you just fell asleep and uh, now I have to come home to this. That was a two second thought. Usually it would have been a while and I would have been aggravated and I would have rage cleaned as we call it. Um, but that's not what happened. Because I've been working on myself. What actually happened was I felt that for two seconds. And then I told myself, hey man, you weren't home all day. You don't know what how exhausted she is right now. If she fell asleep in his bed when they were doing bedtime, clearly she's exhausted. Don't come down on her because she's exhausted. Having a kid is exhausting. And it's unfair to put someone through expectations that you place for them. It's extremely unfair. And uh, we're both working on these things. Um, you know, we're going to do couples counseling. And I am just going to try to be a better person. Because I grew up in a house where my parents were together. But all they did was fight. I can maybe count on one hand how many times I've seen my parents be nice to each other. Like, like I shouldn't say nice to each other, but like the, where they seem really happy. And um, I don't want my son thinking I'm an asshole. Because like, here's the thing. I could be sweet as hell to him, but he's still watching me and my wife argue and me be a dick and me say things that I regret later. Um, because unfortunately I can be vicious and it's not a good fucking quality guys. It's really not. Um, especially when you don't want to hurt someone, but you let your emotions get the best of you. And that's what I do sometimes. Um, yeah, it's, it's pointless to me. Like I'm thinking I'm giving my son this good life. Um, giving him the things he needs, the things he wants, uh, the, the freedom to be himself. And 
you know, allow him the chance to grow into who he might be. Um, he's only three now, but I'm extremely open-minded to how my son is going to grow up. I don't care if he eventually tells me that he is a girl. I don't care. He's my fucking kid. They, he'll, he'll go from being my son to being my daughter. I don't care. I'll fucking change his name from Alistair to Allison. I don't care. My goal as a parent is to make sure he's happy. That's all I ever wanted when I was a kid. And that's all I want for him is to know that he has an open door to come tell me however he's feeling to talk to me about things that I might get upset about, um, big decisions, everything. And it starts now. It starts when he's a kid. Um, sorry, my throat's getting dry. Let me, uh, let me take a water break guys. Um, but anyway, yeah, it starts now, you know, um, and part of that is you sitting in a room watching your parents or hearing your parents argue. And as a three-year-old going, no mommy, no daddy, because they're arguing. Hey man, do you want to break dad's heart? Say that shit again. It kills you and I don't like it um but it's unfortunately that happens sometimes and that is where we're at uh so sorry some people walked by Trevi got distracted um but yeah uh you know I think just the most important thing you could do um is uh just work on yourself and <clears throat> just, just realize what you're doing has act like consequences. I fucked that up. I realize your actions have consequences. Like that's one of the most important things, you know. Um, you know, for example, I feel anxiety every time I drive to work. I came to con- a conclusion uh, a couple days ago that I get aggravated when I'm trying to hurry to work, and there's a different like. Traffic, basically. Um, So I've been trying to leave earlier. And I even have been trying to take different routes that I know there's less stoplights, even if it takes just a little bit longer. Because it gives me a little bit, you know, a calmer feeling while I'm driving. You know, just taking a different route to work. Um, And I think that kind of, you know, there's a lesson there for everything. Um, I heard the fucking best quote. This is the best quote you will ever hear in your life. I swear to fucking God. The best quote. How you do anything is how you do everything. I have been trying to put that to use since the fucking moment I heard it. Even if it's like picking up a fucking Q-tip off the ground. If you disregard that Q-tip, what other things are you going to disregard? If you pick that Q-tip up, hey, you're already one up and you're going to pick up the next thing. How you do anything is how you do everything. You can't grow when you're constantly doing the wrong construction. It's like I've been building a room, a box, 
and not a multi-level building with a bunch of different rooms with open doors and windows. And that's what I'm trying to build now because I have to take myself out of myself and understand the life I want is going to be taken away from me if I'm not willing to continuously expand on it and help it grow to the point that I would like it to grow to. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was trying to watch the clock because I was nervous how long this was going to fucking be because I knew I had some shit to say. And when I have some shit to say, I really keep going. And, um, yeah, I'm going to end it there, guys. I know this one wasn't very funny. I'm hoping you listen to the whole fucking thing. It's, it's almost 50 minutes. It's going to be about 50 minutes or whatever when, uh, or a little over 50 minutes once everything's done. Um, listen, I'm open to discussions, guys. If you hear this and you have some shit to say about what I said and you're open-minded about having a conversation with me and you're not just trying to attack me for the things I said, I would love to have a discussion because maybe I will learn something. And uh, I am not closed off to that. I would appreciate it. So please go support our sponsor, FYOP. That is Find Your Own Perfection. Uh, you can find them on Instagram uh, at official FYOP. You can find them on Facebook at Find Your Own Perfection. You can find them online, their website, www.officialfyop.com. Please check them out. Please get something. Please shout us out and everything. And uh, don't forget to follow this podcast. We are on TikTok now. Um, I believe it's at, it's funny you'd say that, pod. I believe it is. And our Instagram is, you know, at it's funny you'd say that podcast. Um, I don't know what to say, guys. This one was a tough one for me just because I felt a lot of frustration coming into it. So, guys, I hope you have a good one. And uh, I hope to hear from some of you. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to all the bullshit I just fucking spewed at you. So, uh, preach all the preach. Get busy. Keep your nose to the ground, only true to your shit.